Now you are. All right, we're going to start this over as naturally as possible as we can. All right, yo, Snake This Podcast, episode five from the closet. Appreciate everybody who likes, subscribes, share, and all that. I have a supporter of the show. I guess I can call you that. You always support our show. And uh, checks us out. I have Ruby Lopez. Do you want to, you want to say What's anything? What's up? What's up? Yeah, Ruby Lopez. <laughs> you said my name, Ruby Lopez. I don't go by anything else than that, so. Then Ruby Lopez? That's about it. Oh, yeah, okay. that's it. You know what's funny is when we was in high school, me and my friends, every Mexican girl, we always called them by the first name and last name. Like, we would just always say, we would say Ruby Lopez if we saw you at school. I mean, that's the first because everybody I know has longer names than I do. So is your name so, Ruby or is it like there's that's it it's just Ruby? Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay, all right. Well, that's cool. Uh, Ruby and I work together, sort of. Um, she's a very important person where we work, kind of, especially right now. Um, I'm trying to think where I was going to go with this. <laughs> Starting over. I mean, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that uh, we're doing our top 10 Mexican dishes today. Uh, Ruby, I wanted to do top 10, like, hole-in-the-wall spots. Yes, the little joints that uh, visitors don't really know. They have to ask the locals where to go to get to the top-of-the-top Mexican food. And see, I would have possibly done that because I go to a lot of those places, but I go to a lot of those places with my in-laws, and I have no idea what they're mm-hmm. called. But we go to a lot of mariscos. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, that's just the absolute best. Like, it gets no better than that as far as Mexican food to me. And, and I was yeah, I Ruby, love mariscos. I was telling Ruby that, you know, she better have my top one better be in her top five or her list is trash. Because essentially, Mexican food is all the same, depending on how you serve it up. I would agree, but the spices and the flavors make it the difference that to me that always to me it's always different. You can have the same similar dish like like a stew, but it'll always be different. You ever go to taco guild? yeah, I'm not a fan I'm me really not neither. a fan i just i can't I can't pay twenty dollars for a taco and I've actually gotten food poisoning there, but I, even before then, I was not a fan. I don't. I feel like you know, it, it's like highly regarded. Like you know, if you topped in, if you typed in the computer, like top taco places in Arizona, it's one of the ones that always comes up. And we go like on Father's Day, 
uh, with my in-laws and it's it's never been that good to me like nope same i like the atmosphere and it's cool but it tastes i've never had any of the tacos where i thought it, it tasted actual fresh yeah and that's what i like that's what i look for i just go for their drinks now really yeah, I mean, they do have really good drinks, you know, but typically we go there and drink a lot of beer anyways. Well, you drink beer, though. <laughs> I do. I do. Maybe too uh, much now. You know, I don't know how, and Ruby is somebody I always joke with, I call her a professional runner, which, because Ruby runs a lot. She runs with the Manor Run Club, and she just runs on her own, and all these events throughout the year. Um, so she, I always joke with her, but now I guess technically... Aren't you, you posted that you, like, are part of the team now? Uh, yeah, so, well, kind of. So, Michelin Ultra has, like, their team, sponsored athletes, they call them. Um, but, so, yeah, so now I'm part of the Michelin Ultra um, team where I have to, like, drink their beer and post about it. But they sponsor, they're a huge um, sponsor for races, Right, so like the the rock and roll series, they're one of the big um, sponsors there. Um, but yeah, so I kind of I didn't really think I was going to get it. I submitted one picture, and sure enough, there's a couple oh, of us in really? Arizona that I know. Yeah, there's a couple of us that actually know that I got it. So, but, so how did it come about? That's what I was going to ask you. Like, how did that even happen? Um, I just saw a couple people post about it. Like, I know some who went all out and did like a big photo shoot because you had to submit like a picture and then talk about why you run um, and your story behind it. So I saw someone did it and I was just like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. So let me go ahead and submit one. Um, and yeah, sure enough, I got the response that I got selected. Um, and there's, there's a lot of submissions. If you hit like the, if you look at the hashtag that they have, right. there's quite a few, but I know there's a quite a people that I personally know within the running community here um, that actually got it as well. So, but my my whole take on it, I don't really know what you get out of it. But the one thing I know is that they'll sponsor you to run um, New York Marathon. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like they do, they do like internal like challenges within the team um, of the athletes that they selected and they sponsor like a lot of people to run the New York, New York marathon and they'll pay for it. Oh, wow. It's like they pay for you to go as well or you don't know yet. Mm hmm. Oh yeah. They pay for everything. Yeah. That you're a sponsored McWillow athlete to go and run. Well, that's cool then. I mean, that's kind of like the goal of a lot of people that do stuff, you know, like running, I guess, you know, creating sneaker content and so forth. So it's good that that worked out for you. Yeah, the only downside that side that you know of, I mean, I drink a lot of craft beer, so I can't post craft beer. Ooh. It can only be Michelob Ultra till the end of the year. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, but you, do you drink Michelob? Yes. Um, of course you do. Yes, yeah. you do. I mean, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah. I drink it, um, but it wasn't my top. So, but well, yeah, you're a fancy person. It. So. <laughs> um, yeah so now now I, I have quite a bit of it in my fridge now actually oh so that's good see I drink Michelob a lot you know my friends that work for uh, Anheuser um, you know they take care of us with the Cowboys you know going to Cowboys games and stuff And oh yeah you've talked about that yeah and uh, 
So we drink Michelob and all Budweiser products, you know, all the time. And Michelob is fine. I've never been a huge beer drinker until like, I don't know. I mean, all my friends had started drinking it. And once I stopped going like out partying and clubbing with like my friends, you know, I wasn't like getting vodka and all that stuff anymore. Like beer was yeah. just that one where you watching baseball or at a restaurant. It's just easier, right. you know. Right. And you know, it's, you know, I feel like when you get a beer, you get, it's it's a little bit more than like getting a vodka and a tonic, you know, you get that when you somewhere fancy, but sometimes you just want to get a beer. Oh, yeah. I definitely picked up drinking more beer since running. Just, I mean, I think you've seen a lot of the runs that we do as a, as a group, we'll just go and have beers after. So, so then that's yeah. like really a Michelob Ultra commercial because on Michelob commercials, they be doing the most exercising ever and then drink beer afterwards. That was their, that's their whole campaign is that their, the thing is do it for the cheers. So they literally sent us beer. So that oh, we that's have cool. beer in our fridge. But yeah, that's their whole campaign is that you do it for the cheers and you drink and have fun and work so, out. Oh, no. And you submitted a picture by like just using a hashtag thing or like was it like an email submission type thing? Uh, both. You submitted a form, but you had to post it on your social media, whichever outlet you preferred. Okay. Um, and then they they looked at it and reviewed it. Oh, okay, cool. So then, because a lot of times, you know, you see on social media where they're like, do this, do that, use the hashtag, and you can win this or get this and all that. And a lot of that stuff, I either figured it's just way too many submissions for them, for people to actually look at, or yeah. they never actually choose anybody. Yeah, no, this was this was legit. They chose a lot of people. Oh, okay. That's good. And, you know, and Ruby is somebody, which we had talked about, Ruby is somebody who's worked in, like, retail for, you know, Nike that used to be out here and sneaker, you know, other sneaker spots in Arizona. And I was telling somebody, actually, a lot of people that I know, they always go like, oh, yo, you know Ruby? Oh, I used to work with her. Like, oh, Ruby, she's cool. And even when we were in that, George and I, or Ryan or whomever were in that, movement of like going to all the sneaker shops and camping out and doing this and that i don't remember ruby at any of them <laughs> at all yeah. Yeah. but you know i feel like i don't remember any of the girls at them um i mean unless you were having a conversation with them but i don't know i don't yeah. There's a lot of guys that I never talk to, and when I see them, just like I could be casually at a walking down the street, see them, and I'm like, oh, you remember him? He used to work at, you know, Foot Locker, Metro Center, or whoever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so 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 we will be talking about a lot of guys. A lot of guys don't think girls know about sneakers, so there's that. Oh, like oh, she don't know. She don't know anything. You know, one thing why I do want to kind of talk to you about stuff like that is because Ruby is a person that um, I will say Ruby is really good at representing like, you know, her Mexican culture, women, actually all cultures. You know, I, I feel bad. Ruby's reminded me, you know, to attend the black history thing <laughs> in our yeah, state. Yeah. Um, and Ruby always posts and rides for, you know, other cultures, women's stuff, you know, she, she's really, really good at that. So I did want to kind of get her opinion on it. I want to have like Ruby, who's been like in the retail situation and possibly another, uh, lady, you know, next week, you know, who like to talk about like 
how women are treated or betrayed or or viewed or whatever in the sneaker community from the creative side. But so we'll get to that. And uh, and Ruby okay. said that I could ask her anything. So yep, yeah. Okay, all right. Don't go back on that. <laughs> okay. Be- and I'm only saying that because I do know. Because you still have the ultimate goal of wanting to work for Nike, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But from a different, not like you said, like you're going to have a different conversation about the creative side. I know I'm not a creative person. So my route to Nike, I know is totally different from what people think it's a normal route to get to Nike, so to speak. We'll uh, we'll talk about that then. (laughs) Because I do Mm want to know why that's like your goal. Okay. To go to Nike, um, but real quick, I don't know if you've bought anything. You always call yourself a retired sneakerhead, so I, I I doubt it. I mean, I've bought some things since being oh, quarantined. Okay. Oh, okay. What have you purchased? Uh, I mean, I bought two nineties. They're not washed, but you've seen, oh, you've seen one of them. Okay. <laughs> I've got I've got two. So I got the Volt in the blue color. Um, obviously, because I need another Dodger shoe to wear. Um, and then, <laughs> and then I bought. I actually just bought some running shoes this morning. I bought the new Pegasus, and then wait a minute, some totally get, different shoes. Okay, well, did you get the ones that you and I had talked about the uh, the Dornbecker ones? I did. Yeah, I thought I those did. were your running shoes. I I mean I have about six that I rotate. You know, so should runners do that? I go. Uh, it just makes the shoe last longer, just because when you put so many miles on it, the, the comfort's not there anymore. So, I don't know a lot of people that rotate their shoes, um, but I I rotate my shoes often. So I have like certain shoes that I wear for anything that I'm running over five miles, or anything I'm running less than less than five or three miles or whatever. So you can run nonstop five miles. I can run nonstop for a half marathon. Not to like boost myself, but I've I've gone up to a half marathon. What's a half marathon? I know nothing. Uh, three, uh, thirteen point one. You can run thirteen. I mean, half of thirteen miles. I can I can run thirteen point one miles. Yeah. Oh. No, there's no way. I can't do anything like that. I've only done non-stop running up to about i think it was five or six miles and that was strictly to impress a girl so she was running <laughs> so she asked me to go running with her now she didn't like me she liked my friend but i she was like oh let's go running and i was like okay cool and we were running and i couldn't stop like i was on the edge of dying but i couldn't let her see me stop like i had to make sure that she thought i could hang with her and oh my gosh, like it was brutal. I was out of commission for about a week. How long uh, ago was this? Uh, this was about. Why you ask that, Ruby? <laughs> Don't do that. You talking? <laughs> Don't do that. You make it all seem right, like I... you've seen me lately. Like there's no way he's done that recently. This not, was it, not at all. I was just curious. Uh, this was. I was in college, so okay. I was probably about twenty, maybe. I, mean, I don't know. You... You can you can pick it back it up. You can pick it back up. It's There's nothing. no way. My limbs don't work right no more. You just gotta stretch. Than me. <laughs> I know, not much though. I don't think at least. Uh, I'm 37. 
Oh, okay. Um, uh, <laughs> Don't maybe. do that. <laughs> oh, again, uh, uh, not not much, not much. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, but uh, so that was all you grabbed lately. Um, and then I bought some new trail runners. Like I said, my pickups are different lately. I saw that you started running on trails. Yeah, that's hard. That is a different beast, but yeah. So, so two running shoes and oh, actually, I bought some dope bands. Oh, good. I, I got some dope bands. I wonder does everybody get, call them dope bands? I feel like dope bands is only a West Coast thing. Um, honestly, I call them that because my parents call them that. I've never really called them Cortez. Um, but my parent, my mother grew up wearing them. So, um, so that's how I call them. I don't yeah, think like I've ever we, called them Cortez. We always consider them dope mans when we were growing up in high school, elementary school. Um, and that's what they were always called, but I haven't called them dope mans. No joke. In probably about 10 years. Like really? you said that right now, I was like, yo, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, that's all. I, I literally just bought some for my mom for her birthday. Uh, she's got a bigger collection than I do. So. Of sneakers? Yeah, my parents. My parents have a big collection. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. You have a big collection. You like to act like you don't, but you have a pretty good collection. Um, I mean, it's smaller than a lot of people I know. I don't have shoes sitting in different area codes or states and storages like some people <laughs> so <laughs> mine are all in one place <laughs> um um i was gonna oh what came out oh actually jordan fives came out today you didn't buy fives yeah. right you don't buy jordans anymore right um i don't buy jordans anymore but i might get something that's coming out soon unless we're like, gonna talk what? about it what uh what, no, 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 I, unless you're gonna talk no, I have one pair of thirteens. I'm not a big fan. I'm I'm not a fan at all. Oh god, I love thirteens. Uh, well, I'm short, so anything that goes past my ankle, I know is not a good fit for me. So okay, Ruby, I'm short. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I think I do want a pair of the metallics. Um. Oh, the fours. Or, yeah, I think I do want a pair. I think I do too, but I think I want a pair so I can like actually kind of not rough them up but really wear them like typically with an all-white shoe like that you try to keep clean but i don't think i want to yeah i don't think i want to either and i like white shoes i have i'm the person that has like a pair of white and black shoes that i could wear and just wear all day every day without caring right those there's something there's something different about them it is like i and i'm trying to debate whether I want the green ones, the red ones, or the purple ones. Purple for sure. I think I'm going to get the green ones. I, I think the green agree. ones are the best. Yeah. Um, I'd have to buy a whole new outfit to try and wear them. So the purple, I think it's easy color for me. I uh, I did have some pickups myself, but I'm not going to say them yet because none of them have came in yet. And it's quite a bit, so... Uh, I've done a lot of spending uh, since the quarantine within my budget. Have they been approved? <laughs> they, <laughs> all my stuff is approved. Like everything, not not approved, not approved to buy, but I stick within our agreed budget on sneakers. And this quarantine has definitely helped with that because 
some of the prices on sneakers are insane. Like I'm copping vans for like twenty five dollars and stuff. So it's like any site that has fifty percent off, oh, I'm probably copping. Any site that has sixty percent off, I might be buying two. So dang, I, I bought a I'm lot. Not, I mean. Um, yeah, Nike Nike keeps my credit card on file for sure for some of their stuff because they've they've got a lot of sales going on. Why you don't wear Adidas? I I really ride for Nike. I ride for Nike. That's it. That's all but I can you, say. But you did ride for Ivy Park pretty hard. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but look whose name's attached to that. Oh, that's whack. You can't be like that. That's Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Okay, so to you, it really matters who's attached to the brand. Yeah, I, I'll, I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. So I've, then, I've never been an Adidas fan. Like, I didn't really like some of the old styles they had, but when Beyonce that she was doing adidas oh i'll i'm copping now you have to admit that ivy park has kind of faded away yes and no so my whole thing about the ivy park collection was that it wasn't for the sneaker community at all it was for the masses because she's got a large fan of base and she i don't think she's really ever claimed to be a part of the sneaker community no, and everything she's done for the sneaker community—it's not never been that approach. She's got a large fan base. It's always been for the masses, and that collection was for the masses, for regular people just to buy, and the celebrities that she knows to support her. Okay, That's now it. I would typically agree with you for that if it was just t-shirts and some sweats, maybe. But those jumpsuits and aviator. J- get jump offs and all that stuff that stuff wasn't for regular people and i don't understand why certain brands come out with these like painter suits or these jumpsuits because it's almost impossible to find the correct size in that stuff for a person i mean i would i would agree it wasn't for regular people but some regular people are buying it um but i think have it's you also seen like anybody what- wearing it no. Uh, not a regular person that I know of. No. <laughs> exactly. That's I've, my. I've thing. seen people. I've seen people wear it, but it was, are they somebody I know? No. The only people I've seen wear it were like Reese Witherspoon, uh, right. Diddy's daughters, all celebrities. I've never seen yeah. one person wearing it. I've talked to people when it came out who would like attend like Sunday Fun Day and stuff regularly. They're like, ain't nobody, ain't no girls in here wearing this stuff. Like, I don't even, I didn't even see any girls at the gym wearing it. I didn't see they people wearing, uh, I didn't I see people wearing Ivy Park before sports. Adidas. Um, yeah, I've seen, I've seen quite a few people who wear her, um, buy her stuff. I actually have one of her mugs, but, um, I've seen people wear like the sports version, like the sports bra and the shorts out in like a regular Sunday fun day outfit. Like, just casually wearing it. Ain't nobody buying that stuff. And like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if Adidas and Beyonce part ways respectively by the end of the year. 
nothing new is coming out. If there's nothing that's going to come out Ivy Park and Adidas in this block of period of time for the summer, then that's it. It's done. Like, it has to be. And it was very disappointing in the sneakers that they chose to do. So an Ultra Boost, fine. You know, it was cool. I mean, would you have bought them in general? Um, I, a burgundy Ultra Boost, the Ultra Boost was fire. Like, I didn't think the shoes were whack. I just didn't see it measuring up to who was behind it. An Ultra Boost and a Night Jogger, to me, is beneath, sorry, a monochrome, one solid color Ultra Boost is beneath Beyonce to me I would have expected something with more character something with like yo that's tight it's cool you can never go wrong with a burgundy sneaker and you definitely can't go wrong with a, a burgundy ultra boost but it's Beyonce like I, I expected more I think more. you're expecting too much no you're expecting too much really let me tell you something Beyonce's never, never Beyonce's never been over the top type of person no in general, so I wouldn't think her collection with Adidas to be over the top. I wouldn't, but Besides I would expect the jumpsuit. I would expect if I went to Beyonce's social media, she'd be wearing it. She does. No, no, she doesn't. Ain't nobody her mom does. That. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she does. Um, all right, so let's talk real quick about uh, working in retail and stuff uh, um so you worked for nike for how long i worked for nike for just i think just over two years barely okay what period um, of time were you there ooh, um were you there during like twitter releases like how we had to like confirm on twitter and stuff yeah i think i think i just started that uh, I had just started there right before that, um, but they weren't doing that many. I think you could still come in and do like the raffle when I was there. Okay. So what year was that? Uh, I'm trying to think. Ooh, so where I've been at now, it was probably 2016. Yeah, 2016. Okay. So not uh, too long ago, but. But you worked at Foot Locker Foot Action longer. Yeah, five years. and that was before Nike. Way before Nike. Okay. So, so then, yeah, way before Nike. Okay, so then you were there for all the crazy releases and stuff like that. At Foot Locker. Yeah. Yeah, my first my first release was the Space Jams. Oh, so that was that twenty two thousand nine. Yeah, so I started working Foot Locker my senior year in high school. Dang. No. No, before then, because I think I just turned sixteen. My mom knew. My mom knew the manager, so the manager was like, "You want a job?" Like, all right. Okay, so then as long did, as, as long as I was the age. So then, when you started working there, did you know anything about sneakers yet, or care about sneakers? No, nope, okay. not at all. I did not know a single thing about sneakers. So what's that process like working in a, in a retail shop like that? And, and I want to and I want to preface this to anybody who listens to this podcast. Do not send me a message about other things. Like I'm talking specifically about Arizona and and here, the Foot Locker or Foot Action or anywhere where you live yeah. at might be completely different. 
this is here and this is way right. back in the day all right so like yes yes did i will say this when i think back to like going into full locker full lockers champs for you know all these spots even the nike mm-hmm. i that period of block it was like universally um accepted or understood by sneakerheads that a lot of girls women did not know anything about sneakers i would agree yes i would agree okay um go ahead finish your thought okay would you agree that they didn't know anything about sneakers back then or that we all agree with that um that they didn't know sneakers that back then for the most part everybody i worked with during that time i mean we were all super young but there was only a couple maybe three women that i knew that was working in retail that actually knew about sneakers the rest of us didn't know a thing didn't know a single thing but i will say in order to work there you obviously have to know something so you have to get to know the history about shoes um and be the expert to to actually sell them aside from jordans you know they kind of sell themselves sometimes now were you guys treated accordingly like meaning i feel like back in the day and i don't know how it is now because i don't go to any retail sneaker shops unless i'm just happen to be there um I would always say that women, I felt like, were always placed in the running section, the kids section, and the women's section. And absolutely. The <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, that's, that's true. The, we had the women's and the kids. Um, and I don't know if everyone's been to or used to go to Fiesta, because that's where I was at, Fiesta Mall in Mesa. And you had Foot Locker, Men's Foot Locker, so to speak kids for locker and then women's so there was no men working in the women's for locker um and then the kids was mostly the women that worked there and then the men's for locker but for the most part everyone the women were placed in the first two stores women's and kids so then while working there you built up your knowledge and everything on sneakers uh yeah and then just befriending a lot of people um getting to know some people um, especially all the other shoe stores that were there. Finish Line was there. Champs was there. Foot Action was there. Um, what other store? I think Chic Shoes was there, but not till after maybe a couple years. So you kind of got to know everybody, and then everybody would hang out. And I, I think I don't credit one person, but you end up dating people in the sneaker community, and that's kind of how you uh, gain some more knowledge. Because I didn't grow up on sneakers. I mean, my parents, my mother was never the person to say, oh, you've got to have this pair. <laughs> and so, but yeah, so I would, I would credit working for um, Foot Locker. And a lot of people that I worked with who I'm still friends with, um, they grew up working. They grew up with sneaker knowledge, wearing them. You know, their parents were all about it. So you would just pick their brain and get to know it from them. See, I, I, I feel like lately and... You know, that's why I want to kind of get different point of views. I feel like lately, uh, ladies or women or I don't know. I feel like saying females is weird now. I don't know. Is that offensive? To some people, it might be offensive. 
it became it offensive is, for a small period of time. It did. It for sure. It did. It is hard. It is hard to say to not say female and say women instead. It's definitely hard. So should but. you say women? I'm going to say, to be politically correct, you should be saying women instead of female. But okay, it just depends on who you're talking to. But you have to know your audience. Uh, you know, I don't think I would never get offensive offended by you saying female. Um, okay. But some people would. I had like listened to this one show and this guy said female and this lady lost it on him. And I, and ever since then, it makes me nervous to say female, and I have no idea why. Like I'm just like, well, she, her point of view was that like if you say female, you're not identifying her as like a a human woman. It could be like a female uh, cat, female chicken. Like she was just giving all this like weird stuff, and I, well, not weird to her, but to me, I was like, huh? I didn't think anybody was thinking about it that way. <laughs> I mean, you you wouldn't think about that way, but women are for sure. Oh, okay. Like I said, you gotta you you gotta know who you're talking to. Um, just but politically correct, you should say women. So back then, doing like a lot of those releases and stuff, like I mean, you were there in the height of peak when like the phones would be ringing off the hook. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember even before you know before we even announced or there was, I don't even remember how announcements were sent out, like you upcoming releases. Whoa, 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 but as soon whoa. as first of all, that, that was the, that was the issue. There was never an announcement. That's why the phones <laughs> would be ringing off the hook. Right. 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 But you knew people. So as soon as you found, you even got the slightest hint that something was coming out, people were calling. Um, this was before ticket raffles, anything, um, standing in lines overnight, like I said, my first big release that I actually opened and helped um, the store manager with at Foot Locker was the Space Jams. And that was by far one of the craziest experiences I've ever seen happen. Just hearing people running through that mall at like six o'clock in the morning just to get some shoes. I miss those times because now you don't you don't get that experience at all. You just buy it online and take your L. So so you actually miss that. I do, I do. Um, but I was, I was on the other end of it where I could get a shoe for sure when everybody else wasn't for sure that they're getting a shoe. All right, so then it's perfectly fine to save to say. Well, I would expect it from anybody who worked at Foot Locker, Foot Actions, all those spots, uh, sneakerheads, us that were running through the mall, camping out at night. We were right about you guys always keeping your pairs first. A hundred percent. Okay. Now, were you guys supposed to? No. Okay. <laughs> See? We're getting somewhere <laughs> here. Now, we but, all knew it. Yeah. Everybody knew that. It, I can tell you that my boss at the time, and I'm actually really close friends with the manager that managed that, that store for quite a while. Right. Um, well, don't say his name. The guy that I... No, no, no. It's okay. not even... It's not even, Yeah. Um, the guy that I was seeing during that release ended up getting his pair at a store that he was working at, and we didn't sell all our pairs because we might have had a little white lie, like, yeah, we're done, we're done selling them. And I made sure this person got two pairs <laughs> of the, the Space Jams. Now... 
I even made sure the security guard got a couple pairs. Oh, uh, that's actually kind of nice because they had to deal with a lot. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, and for sure, every, for sure, everybody got their own pairs. It's different now um, compared to when I worked at Foot Locker and then Nike. Nike was a bit harder. Just times have changed and technology advancements, but um, yeah, we you definitely made sure you got your own pair. But so also, what? the Space Jams and kid sizes sat on the walls for a very long time. Oh, back then, and, and uh, yeah. yeah, I think so. They, See, the kids. They did. Kid sizes back then didn't move like they do now. Right, right, right. Because um, I remember there, we had a pair that was even yellowing by sitting on the wall because of the lights. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Um, so then if you guys got, let's say, 100 pairs, mm-hmm. how many would you say actually got sold? I mean, they would all get sold. No, 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 that's not what I mean. (laughs) How many got sold to people that were running through the mall or sleep outside the store? Out of 100, roughly. Uh, I mean, probably 80% of it got sold to... Oh, okay. That now, there's a difference between stores, though. I will say that. Um, The Foot Locker at Fiesta definitely sold about 80%. The foot action, that's a whole different story. I'm sure you've been in that. You used to go there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody didn't know living in Arizona what foot action is and why they were out here. But to me, that was considered an East Coast-based store. Everything in there was not a West Coast shoe. Well, foot action was way more different than a lot of other stores. Like, Yeah. Um. Foot Action was like one of the only stores for a long time that got like exclusive Foot Action colorways. Um, right. A, a lot of people like talk about like the Rodman sneakers now, the Indestructs, that the Air Shakes. And I remember in high school, like people think that like they just retroed like two, three years ago. They think that's the first time it got retroed. It didn't. It got retroed in these like special colors, only the foot action, like this baby blue, navy blue, and this like Raiders color, this black with a silver swoosh. And every once in a while when I'm like online or somewhere, I still see people with like, this was a foot action exclusive colorway. Like if I'm looking at Vintage sneakers, <laughs> and I always thought that was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, and the only reason why I bring that up is because foot action there, I mean, got a lot of exclusive shoes, like you just said. Um, and I can tell you, 20% of the shoes were actually sold to the general public. So, like, if you got 100, only 20% went to the public? Correct. <laughs> okay. See, and I knew, ever, actually, a lot of people knew of the stores who did do stuff like that. Like, yeah. I would say the I would say Foot Locker, House of Hoops area, and Scottsdale Mall was the absolute worst. Actually, maybe West Side as well. I don't know you. you West, know. I know I know West Side for sure. I hated that store. Okay, I it was that bad. Store. It was really it was bad. Bad. Yeah. And yes. uh, do you know Mark? Yes, I do. I can't stand him, and I'll okay. I'll tell him the to his face. Oh yeah, none of us did. <laughs> none of us did because yeah. he was the worst. At all foot lockers yep. and stuff. I mean, yep. he yes, kept everything. Okay. Um, and that was the whole situation with like, you know, why a lot of that went bad. You know, you saying you miss it. 
I miss it from a standpoint of storytelling, but I don't. I think I prefer to know why I didn't get the sneaker and knowing that either the employees were taking care of themselves or others before us. I think I preferred that yeah. way than a computer telling me I didn't get it. I, yeah, I, you know, and I do miss the storytelling portion of it. Cause I mean, the people that I know closely, they're like, dang, you remember when this happened and that happened. And now, I mean, it's totally different, but I don't miss I don't miss opening up the store because the managers at that time sold all the shoes and I had to open up on our release day and tell all these people that were in line, sorry, I don't have your shoe. And they're like, what do you mean? It's 801. How do you not have a size nine available? I'm the first person in line. That was the worst part. How did that make you feel? I ended up hating one of the managers um, that the last that ended up working and managing foot action. I hated him for him doing that because he would purposely, um, and I'm still cool with him actually. Uh, he's done. <laughs> he's now ventured off into something, and I can tell you, uh, I'll sidebar you what he does now. But um, uh, yeah. he, yeah. So how he started his business was from working um, and managing footlogger stores or whatever and he purposely would make me open on release days so that he didn't have to face crowds when he had already sold more than half of the shoes like I said that 80% and I had to open up with 20% of the shoes and tell people I have an 8 a 10 and an 11 available to you and they would be so pissed so mad <sighs> that, the good that old part days. Yeah, the good old days. But also, I mean, I used to hook up a lot of people. I used to hook up quite a bit of people. I used to say, like, okay, that's how I put it. And I, you could say you didn't or you didn't. And maybe at one point you did, and maybe it faded away. But sneak people that worked at Foot Lockers, Foot Actions, even Nike at sneaker places. They really felt powerful and special. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess like, you could you could say that, yeah, because I made a lot of friends. Be- I made a lot of connections and friends because of uh, where I worked at the time in college. So, and it definitely makes you feel a certain type of way. But that's <laughs> part of the reason. I will say that's part of the reason why I got out of it. Um. Just getting, just knowing that you were solely just the plug for a lot of people, and you get some weird conversations from people just knowing that they that you had the connection that they wanted. See, that's what I was going to ask you too about. You know, people always love to tell those stories and talk about it, and it works for them. You know how, like, you know, you just go there and hang out and you chit chat and you know mm-hmm. whatever. And I used to be like, what did the person at the sneaker shop get from this relationship? Um, see, I have, I have a little bit of both, um, for, cause when I was at foot action, I had, I was like the assistant manager at the time okay. uh, towards the end. So for me, I mean, I was still in college and I had quite a bit of friends, um, at ASU and I knew a lot of like the basketball players. So it was twofold for me. Cause there would be days where it was just super slow. 
Um, no one would be coming in. And all I had to do to make sure that I was making my day for that day, send out a mass text to a lot of people because all these athletes had money to spend and nothing to do with it. So I'd send out a mass text and say, hey, I need you to come in and spend some money. I'll give you 30% off. And I'd make my day every single time. It never failed. Mm. It never failed. I would always, and that's anybody, and they would just spread the word like wildflower, like, yo, Hit up Ruby, she'll she'll do what she can for you whenever she can, and they would they would return the love whenever I needed them to come spend their money, they'd be there. Okay, well then that's a good thing then I guess I mean in that aspect, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I used to always you know people that would just like go in there and you know, a lot of sneakerheads try to figure out a way to finesse you know their way into getting hooked up or even just information. Uh, one thing I've always said was. Going into and were you guys okay? Were you guys trained to not tell us anything? Um, I wouldn't say trained, but you certainly had some conversations like, "Don't say this, don't say that," but not trained. I wouldn't say well, trained. Okay, well, I mean, like, if I went in there and said, "Hey, are you getting the weatherman's?" Would it be like a collective agreement amongst you guys to say no? Correct. If yes. you were, that's so yeah, trash. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Certain people knew and certain people didn't know. Yeah, for sure. And it all that, it all depends on who you knew. Okay, yeah, because when I used to go in there, they would say no on certain things and try to deter us to other stores that we knew yep. didn't get them. I felt like it made it so hard. But when I think back to it now, it was it was almost fun. <laughs> like I mean you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm just like, you know, I remember like I always tell this story on the podcast, you know, about Weatherman's and how I can't, I don't know the guy's name and he might listen to the podcast. I see him all the time. He, we always called him Jebediah. We had to call him that to his face. He worked at uh, Arizona Mills Foot Locker and then he worked at Scottsdale Foot Locker House of Hoops and he might have worked Chandler maybe, but he had a beard and like an Amish beard. I don't know if you could think of him. Um, like tall Mexican dude? Nah, he wasn't Mexican. I don't know. We call him, we usually just call him, me and George just call him Jebediah because he looked Amish and his beard was super trash. But he was the most lying person ever. All right. And we would go in there and say, hey, you getting these? And he would say straight up no. And he would tell us like, hey, just to give you a heads up, this store is secretly <laughs> going to get them. Like, don't worry about it. No, no, trust me. And I said, no, we already went there and they said no. And he said, no, 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 they're lying. Secretly, they're get them. Yeah. And he would try to deter yeah. us to Nike Scottsdale. Uh, I don't think I've done that to people, but I've heard, I've heard people do that. And I don't know why, but I, I don't think I've ever done that to people to say, no, we're not getting them. Right, and maybe check out this store, but as a lie, as a lie, I've never said that as a lie. <laughs> okay, uh, do you think it's still things like that are still done that way? Um, I'm gonna say no, but uh, I still have a pretty reliable connection that I can get something if I if I really want it. From a regular retail store? Yeah. Okay. Now, I, and, and I only ask that because, like, Foot Locker and everything has, like, apps. 
and everything now and head starts and all this other stuff. So I always wondered if they could or they couldn't. I always were as a sneakerhead, we're always under the assumption that there's a way they'll figure yeah. out how to get somebody right. their pair and they will. Okay. Dang. I'm, I might have just uh, told everybody. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, I, I, but who I know, um, has been with the company for basically 20 years and whenever I need truly need something um I I've got it no matter no questions asked I don't know what how I don't know how this person gets it but um they get it well so. um I, so there's a way do, there's a way how do you feel women are um I don't know what 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 we gonna call it portrayed or utilized or used in the sneaker community or even at retail shops or anywhere. Um, I mean, I think that's part of this is I mean, the way I'm gonna say this is part of the reason why I didn't like Mark for the longest time. Um, is that he used all of his women that worked for him as. Uh, an attention grabber, I guess. Okay, he would, they I was going to ask that. He, <laughs> he, would, he would want them to be, you know, super pretty, um, not necessarily the brightest, but as long as a man can walk in and you grab their attention and you can sell whatever you can to them, that's all I care about. That's why I didn't like him. It was like he would use and abuse the women that, um, and not physically anyway, but... Right. Um he he used them for attention and he got it i mean men sorry but y'all have a weakness and women know it so i i feel like it was like that across the board a lot of foot finish line a lot of places like that i can yeah. tell you this any of the sneaker places that we used to go to you know whether we camped out pick up sneakers whatever it was foot locker foot action champs any of the places I don't remember ever thinking any of the women employees there were ugly. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. I mean, I'm biased because I work there, but. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I, I and I always felt like that was, and I guess anybody would say that's just how businesses sort of operate. But I felt like that was always a. a, a a plan like a plan like they always plan that i don't think anybody that worked at nike scottsdale the same way i can't remember a lot of them but i felt like it was a lot of looks like they were looking for oh for sure especially the, the nike scottsdale because you had women wearing workout um workout clothes as their their uniform that's so, that that <laughs> That that played into a lot of it. I mean, at the moment, versus... that didn't make any of you guys feel anyway. Um, I don't. I don't think so. I don't unless you were unless there was like some type of touch or you know uncomfortable that made no. As far as wearing the workout clothes, no, not at all. See, I always be like, why are all the women wearing like spandex in here or stretchy stuff all the time? And I felt like a lot of the women that worked there, it was like, how good would they look in our product? 
Yes and no. So how good, one, for sure, how good they'll look into it. But it also played into being able to sell the product because um, you can only speak on it. You can actually speak on it. My bad. You can actually speak on what you're wearing and what you're selling. So Even at that Nike, that, did they keep women out of the men's section? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. I think I personally was always in the um, men's section. But... Would you be like men's not, sneakers or not, men's clothes? I don't think that part made me uncomfortable or, or anything. No. Oh, do you think it's different today? Like, do you Hello. think it shouldn't be that way today or a certain way? I feel like a lot of women are really trying to fight for a place um, in the sneaker community. And sneakers are such a niche. Greg. Uh, genre. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Hello. Can you hear me? Oh. Uh, I can hear you now. Okay. I don't know what happened. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. No, I was saying that, like, there's a lot of women right now that are fighting for a place in the sneaker community, and I feel like sneakers are such a niche genre that I'm not sure how much of a battle you can put up, you know, put forth. I mean, it's definitely hard just because... Um, men, I guess, I guess it's it's hard because for for women to dress up sneakers, it's different. It's definitely different to be considered. Oh, you know how to put an outfit together with that sneaker. I mean, no guy. I don't think any guy is really looking at a female to see how she puts her outfit together to match her sneakers. Men do that with other men, but. Um, to be able to like, come in and say, oh, that, that outfit's dope. I like the way you did that. Or or you're either a creative within the sneaker community and you're able to design uh, a sneaker. I want to know, like, so you've talked to me about wanting to be part of purchasing for Nike, right? Yep. Okay. Do you have any like knowledge on what that entails or what that does or um, for so it depends on what aspect of purchasing I'd actually get into. So would it be like the material side of it um, before designing a shoe or the purchasing of as a whole, like when the shoe's done, where to send it to, how many quantities you're going to be sending it to certain stores or locations? Um, so it just depends on what side I would get into the purchasing. And I think for my end, because I have knowledge, background knowledge in retail, I do the purchasing of the shoe after it's done and ready to be sold for retail. Um, cause my background is not in, um, supply chain, which would probably be the material side. Um, and I could, I mean, I could probably get an MBA for supply chain and figure that out. But I would get into just the purchasing for retail to made, be made available for retail. That's what I would look into. So, like, when it comes to retail, like, on the women's side, and I've talked about this with other, you know, women in the sneaker community and women we've had on this show. You feel like women have always gotten the short end of the stick when it came to, I don't know, maybe the quality or everything that comes with like a sneaker like it was like the men's version was like special box and you know air yeah. bubble unit and all that and the women's was always like not dumbed down but like you know absolutely absolutely uh, i was always jealous 
of the men's um, 11 shoe. It always had a cool little plastic top on it. You know, they had the inserts. They had the plastic inserts versus the wood oh, that's ones. Right. Or, you know, like it, it for sure had more display on it. Um, but also, I don't think there was that many women within the community that we could look up to and say, oh, this person is doing this in the uh, sneaker community and they're doing, you know, they have, they have um, like Michael Jordan. I mean, it's huge. I don't think the women have a Michael Jordan. We either have athletes who are now like sponsored, um, have sponsored deals with Nike or Jordan and maybe some artists but other than that, if you're not in, if you're not following either of those two categories, I don't think you have many. So um, that's where we fell. Well, I will say like like the Lily May and like Olivia Kim and those doing stuff with Nike, um, they're providing extremely high quality products for essentially a women release. Uh, even though they've made bigger sizes, you know that men are swooping up, which. I think is unfair. You know, I mean, unfair is hard to say because I know that there are women that yeah. wear bigger sizes um, right. than what they used to release. They used to stop at a certain size for women. And I used to know women who weigh, wore bigger sizes than where they stopped at. Uh, so they would have right. to buy men's sneakers. Um, right. But I did, I would say like, even with, you know, there's a lot of sneakers, like you said, they came, the women would have to buy like the kids versions most of the time. Yes. And yep. it would come, and if the men's came in, like, the big slide-out box, the women's would come in just a little the little regular old Jordan box with paper, and, and it didn't feel special. I mean, it, it didn't feel special, but I also didn't pay half the price that the men were paying. So <laughs> if you're paying twice as much to get a special box, then so be it, men. Sorry for you. Yeah. But... Uh, but it's part but, of the experience, though. It's for sure, but we still have the same shoe, and most of these most of these people now throw away the boxes. So, do you have do you have all your boxes? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I know a lot of people who don't even care for the boxes. So. Well, they care for them. They just I got I, one thing I do hate is like you know you can buy. You could buy one Jordan 7 in January and buy another Jordan 7 in March, and the boxes are completely different. Like, one is right. bigger than the other. All None of right. my sneaker boxes, unless it came out, like, all my Jordan 4 boxes, they're the same, you know. But I have some Jordan 1 boxes that some are bigger, some are smaller, and they're all the same size. Oh, for sure. And Jordans still never just... stay consistent with the boxes they use. Like some of my Jordan One lows come in a black box. Some of my Jordan One lows come in a black and red Nike box. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing stays consistent. Um, but I mean, I like what um, Alela May is doing, but. Unfortunately, for anybody who doesn't know, as a woman who doesn't know anything about the sneaker community, if you don't know who she is, you don't know a single person, a single woman or female, however you want to describe it, that's in the sneaker community that's actually making a difference for women. Like, there's not that many. You have to either you have to either be considered a creative like she is, an artist like she is, but other than that, you don't really know that many. Doesn't it feel like sort of 
I don't want to say cheap, but my thing is, is that I've always felt that for, I didn't ever think that women needed their own version of a Jordan. I always thought they just needed to be more included in the Jordans that were available to everybody. I like what a Lily May is doing, Olivia Cam, and some of the other uh, creatives out there, but I feel like it cheapens it when you direct it strictly to women. Um, I would agree. I've never been a women's Jordan fan. Um, it was never, it was never something like, oh my God, we've got our own shoe. No, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of it. Um, but it wasn't also, it wasn't because I was trying to be included in the regular men's Jordans. I just didn't see it. The market wasn't there for a women's only Jordan. The mark that was only for basketball players. And in my opinion, it was just women basketball players that were saying, we need our own shoe, really. Because I don't know a single person who's a regular, has a nine to five saying, we need our own women's Jordan. No, I don't think there was a lot of people saying that. So that one Jordan that like, you know, that's been, you know, popularized this over this last year, it's, it's called, this is, this is how you know, like you said, that Jordan brand didn't really have a market for women because the woman Jordan that's like been, you know, people have been buying lately, it's called Women Jordan. Like, it doesn't right. even have a name. It's called like Air Jordan Woman OG or something. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, boy, did they really go out on the limb? Like, they, it, they just called it Woman Jordan. And they never made any more. Like, and I mean, there wasn't like a two, a three, like a new model. That was it. Yeah, that's why I don't feel like women were actually saying we need our own thing. We right. need our own lane. I don't think there there was an actual call for it. That's why I think that there was only one and done. Cool. Nothing more. Nothing, nothing less. Because. Um, I, I don't feel like we need our own lane. Sure, we can have some more creatives that are designing uh, a shoe or a new colorway, but not necessarily for it to say, "This is a woman's shoe. Don't don't buy it unless you're a woman." No. Do you think men should care that we have our own shoe? Or no? Do you think men should care? And I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm not saying I feel this way for anybody who's listening. But do you think... I feel like men get a lot of the blame in the sneaker community for women not being acknowledged enough. And it could be men's fault. I don't know. Um, I'm going to say yes and no to that. Because it's... I mean... It's the same as being invited to, if you're, I'm, and I'm, I'm going to use this loosely. It's like inviting a girl to play basketball in a men's court. I mean, it's the same thing. You guys have your own talk. Um, you have your own, your different styles. You can't compare the same, like there's not an outfit that you wear that I could wear. I don't think, right? I might wear the same shirt, but there'd still be a difference to it. So I think men still have to be, still have to be willing to inv- invite 
women who have at least a knowledge or wants to wants to know about shoes but some men just think like no i don't want to teach you this or you should already know it um and not share the wealth and 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 and, and i think it goes back to like what you said when you first started you know working retail for sneakers you said like you didn't know anything a lot of the girls or women who worked there didn't know much about sneakers and I feel like women kind of joined the party so much later that it's really hard. And you said invite. And I said this one week. I said we need to stop inviting women to stuff and make them a part of it. I feel like they got they joined the party so late that it's really easy to overlook them in the community, in the sneaker community. Um, I think honestly, so that, I think your statement is just going to come back, um, to your age. You've been in it for a very long time. Right. Um, so for the longest time, the time that you've been in it, I don't think there's been a female that you know, that's been in the same time, same, same game, same time, you know, like hasn't been in that long. Yeah. That's a good point. I think, I think for your age and my age, I actually see a lot more women younger than me that have a great collection now it might be the social media portion of it that's made them pick up a lot more shoes but for your age you for sure haven't seen that many people and even mine i i don't know a lot of women that have been in the sneaker community like that that knows their shoes has been around it a long time picks up shoes because they like the history to it not because it's a new shoe or they're trying to resell it. I don't know a lot of people that do that anymore. Yeah. And that's where I think the communication of men and women, in the community is lacking. When, when, like you said, when we were camped out and we were sitting in front of your stores and outside of Nike and places, there would be some women out there trying to get the sneaker mm-hmm. we didn't have to really compete with them because they were trying to just get they could they were the kid version so right we weren't like now i could be standing in line with a woman who wears a eight and a half in men's a nine and a half in men's now you know yeah um yeah and a lot of the women that would be in the line would be there to buy for their boyfriends or with their boyfriends to buy um, yeah. and even for men growing up in you know that we consider I consider me and George consider ourselves OGs in a sneaker you know buying and community um, yeah. whenever we bought Jordans buying your girl Jordans and sneakers was like a man's way to make her feel just as cool as you right <laughs> she yeah. didn't I, would, I, would, I mean Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, I agree. I bought, I remember when, so, like, and and this is era. This is era for people who are listening to this. This is strictly era. When I was in high school and I went to, like, you know, the high school, I went to South Mountain High School. South Mountain High School is considered one of the more economically, you know, bad, not bad school. 
It would consider be yeah. bad by a lot of yeah. people. Okay. Um, it wasn't when you were there, you know, but we did know the difference between our school and other schools in the state. It's just clear, and that's across the country. There's a lot of that mm-hmm. education out here. Now, if I bought my high school girlfriend Jordans, oh, man, like... You know, it 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 made me like look like the man, and it made <laughs> her look cool. You know what I mean? Right. And I felt like right. even amongst her friends, it was like, "Dang, Greg bought you the Jordans too." Like, that's how it was. So I don't want to say men are threatened now, but it's crazy to know. Not crazy to know. It has taken, it's been a lot harder to get used to a lot of women being so knowledgeable in it now. Um, yeah, I mean, also I that doesn't era, sound sexist. I mean, no, 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 no. Okay. Also era, I think when you were buying, when you were buying your girlfriend female, it was all about being able to match each other. <laughs> yeah, it was. I don't know. A lot, I, yeah, I don't know a lot of, I don't know a lot of guys who do that now. Like, oh, I'm gonna get her these because we we have to post this outfit where we both match each other. I, I mean, there's still a lot of people that do that, but I don't know a lot of people that do it now a lot more. Um, the, it is weird to know that there's pe- there's women out there that do know history and can actually talk about certain shoes. Not um, weird. I mean, not you're right. Not weird. It's exciting. It's exciting to hear that when, when women can it, talk about it and be, in, be invited to the table about it. The adjustment, um, it, it happens so quick. I think it happens so quickly because we're we see, we see everything on social media now. Okay. And you can you can connect more about it because when you guys talk about even, um, and I don't even I'm actually spacing the sneaker. Ch- the what? Chat. What's it called? What was that called? The Nike uh, you- chat. The Nike chat. What was that called? Oh, uh, Nike talk. Yeah, Nike talk. So like that was like the only form of communication that you can talk with other people that you didn't even know. Now right. you can see you can you can connect with somebody in Australia and be like, "Dang, they do know their they do their they do know their sneakers." So I think it's just all about social media that you're seeing it more now and a way of being able to connect with new people. I think men and I'm speaking this devil's advocate wise I don't need anybody (laughs) talking crazy to me because I already know what's going to happen every Uh time we've ever had these discussions and and I'll tell you so like we had Kristen Black on from New York and we've had other women yeah I love that episode and we've had other women on this podcast and I never paid attention to their race or anything like that they you know being they were either white you know we've had Anna on she was on for a bunch of episodes she was you know Asian and I got so much heat for not having anybody black on and I never noticed it like I just didn't notice it and I know someone's gonna say it about you like they're gonna say it to me um and and but it's such a crazy how it shifted so quick i feel like when sneakers slowly started fading away with men there was a block of time like you said when you worked in retail and i think you probably saw it where sneakers Mm -hmm. got a little weird not weird but like 
we weren't losing our minds like back with like um just for feet days and and stuff like that stuff sat you know people yeah. post yep. people post pictures of like east bay magazines and jordans were like you know jordan fours were like on sale for 79 dollars you know mm-hmm. um and then it was like women had like behind the scenes secretly started picking up that hobby and then when we all kind of came back and met at the table with the hobby it was like wow i'm discussing the difference between the materials of a jordan one with a woman versus back in the day it was just like oh man she has the jordan ones she's cool i didn't think she knew about them and i would have thought her boyfriend bought it for her yeah I bought yep. for my wife my very first Christmas with my wife as boyfriend and girlfriend. I bought her some Von Dutch stuff when that was in and mm-hmm. some Jordan 12s. Now, I thought, Ooh, I, this is a man. I couldn't <laughs> wait for my wife to open the Jordan 12s. Like, I, I was like, Ooh, she about to lose her mind. She see them 12s. Yeah. Now, my wife is from a Mexican family. Okay, Mexican. Okay. Yeah. Not Mexican-American, Mexico. Okay. Right. Yeah. And she went to school at Alhambra. Way different community than Southside. So when she opened those 12s, oh, man, these are cool. But she didn't know what she had. You know, she didn't know they were Flint Gray 12s. She didn't know that. So she just looked at them as like sneakers. And that was more for me. That was more for me. You know, I bought myself a pair. I bought my girl a pair. You know, I bought her son a pair, too. That was for my ego, you know. So, even to this day, I feel like men still do that to some extent. You know, I'll see people that like, you know. But it is an adjustment knowing that women are out there. Sorry, you know what? It's an adjustment knowing that women are sitting on the sneakers app just like us yeah it is it is an adjustment for sure because i can tell you i mean i didn't grow up on i didn't grow up on uh sneakers i did it because i worked in a retail store and then i started dating people who were sneaker heads right um and a lot of not a most of my collection most of the shoes that i have was either bought by somebody i was dating or was like oh you'd look great in this you should get it. And then I would agree. And then because I was hanging around with so many people that were in the sneaker community, for me, I mean, it's kind of like going to school, I guess, uh, in a way. But it was. I had I had to hold conversations with these people. I couldn't just sit around and be like somebody's girlfriend in the back not saying a thing. That's just not me. So uh, I had to learn for myself. And I did. I mean... And some part, I mean, some people taught me and some, some of it I did my own research, but um, you have to be willing to be, to know the sneaker history and like your wife, I, I'm, I'm kind of both. My mother's born and raised here in the U.S., but my dad is from Mexico. So from his side, I am, my sister and I are two of 24 grandchildren that are actually born and raised in the U.S., so okay. I'm from West Valley. I'm, I'm from the West Valley, and my family's super Mexican. Nobody, nobody on their side actually collects shoes or cares about the shoes <laughs> right. um, that I get. They're just like, "Oh, you got another shoe? You have t- way too many shoes. You should get rid of them." Right. That's, what, that's what my family in Mexico says. But um, 
it it is weird it is it's new but i think i mean they're out there you just got to find them because i don't think you would have ever had a conversation you and i probably wouldn't have had a conversation about sneakers without social media right yeah probably not and i remember i don't even know how you ever started even listening to our podcast i maybe like posted it and i don't remember I don't remember either, to be honest. And also, before we, I want to touch about what you just said. I'm um, uh, having a diverse women. Did you listen to? Is it the Sneaker Box? Their recent episode. Oh, uh, oh, who is that? Wait, who? I think it's. I think it's called the Sneaker Box. It's another podcast that I follow. And they're well, the one in, in Detroit. Is it? I think so. Maybe. Oh no! I don't Did you listen? That. We're enemies. Oh, they had they had a recent. Um, I'm sorry, you, you can finish your thought before I. No, no, go um, ahead. They had an episode recently where, you know how you've said um, content lately on some of these uh, blogs have been off since COVID. Right. Well, they had posted. Um, I don't. I don't remember which. I think it was Complex Sneakers. They posted the women putting their ones on their head. Oh yeah. Did you did you see that? Did you see the controversy that what happened about that? I didn't see it, but I saw somebody else talking about it. And let me take this back. I'm not enemies with them, but they don't like us. I don't care. (laughs) We've had a long history of stuff from like over three, forty years, and I I don't. They don't like me, and that's that. So I don't yeah. care. Like I have no feelings towards them or whatsoever. I, I don't care. You know, whatever. Oh, yeah. I don't know them. I just know that they had somebody on their show or on their episode recently was talking about a comment that was made, and somebody had commented on, you know, like why why is it only white men, women that you post post? Right. Uh, there was no diverse in it, and I can feel a certain type of way about it as well. But that that account alone i mean they were posting girls who have thousands of instagram followers just so they could get more likes um, <sighs> so that is something i do want to touch on i didn't know if i was going to talk about it today but that that's where it gets it gets weird too and i blame that being a social media issue it's mm-hmm. sort of like how everybody made a big deal about these like women or girls that were like during NBA All-Star Weekend and they were doing these like specific dances off TikTok and come to find out the person that originated the dance or like you know was like a, a black girl and these girls are like getting all these sponsorships and invited to All-Star Weekend and they're doing the dances and stuff that this black girl created who isn't being invited to all-star weekend and getting all these perks and on television and all this and and stuff like that i look at first of all everybody knows how i feel about complex and everybody period i i know their agenda 
Like, and I get it. Like, I'm not a naive person about big business. I'm not a naive person about media and how it works. Every time I make comments on, you know, sneaker publications or blogs or their social medias and stuff, people love to try to explain to me, you don't understand. They do it for clicks. Thank you very much. I understand that. Doesn't mean I like it. Doesn't mean it's right. Now, them posting all white women with sneakers on their head... You know, that to me is an issue where people are mad at Complex about it, but they're not mad enough at Complex about it. I feel like the women who are being posted and stuff, they get more, maybe not direct, but a lot of the backlash seems directed really towards them. They're just doing what they do. And the issue is who is running that portion of media for complex to decide on what gets posted. Like, sure. And I, I, I it's, it's such it's so many variables that go into that. Like, it, it's such mm-hmm. a hard thing to figure out. Do I feel like. Uh, Mexican women or black women or Asian women are being highlighted? No. Do I feel like white women are being highlighted in sneaker community? No. Like, now, they could be and I might just be being guy who's not paying that much of attention. Like, I don't view... Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go back to Nike. I feel that when they do highlight women in the sneaker community, Nike, any other publication whatever they make it women like i don't yep. feel like yep. they're trying to educate me or show me they make it women check out these women sneakerheads why why did you have to do that <laughs> like why couldn't it be check out these sneakerheads it's like look you know women this i see people doing these um battles where you show your collection versus someone else's collection and I see people like, you know, if it was like a, a woman collector against a man collector, it's like, ooh, women versus men. It's like, why, why does it have to be like that? And, and, it, and I hate that the only way a lot of that stuff will change is because women have to uplift themselves in that area. But at the same time, when women uplift themselves in that area, it makes it exclusive women again. I mean, they definitely, yeah, there definitely has to be a sense of community for the women. Um, and also, I think it's also the time. I mean, we want what we want our own little thing right. in a way, but um, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not seeking out other women to like find. I'm like, yo, let's start a, let's start our own little thing. No, I, I'm, I'm not doing that. But I, I also don't necessarily consider myself a real a current sneakerhead. <laughs> so, well, I, so I, 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 there are women who have, you know, start their own YouTube videos yeah. and pages and stuff, and they might not get the shine or notoriety, whatever yeah. that some of the yeah. men are getting or amount of subscribers. And, you know, like I said, there's so many variables to that. I, I don't, I know for a fact myself, and this is no disrespect, 
if I cared about sneaker reviews, I don't care one bit about a sneaker review. There are people that I do like and support because I like them. But right. whether you say something about the sneaker or not, I could care less. You could tell me, you know, what jeans you wear, don't wear, what foot. It doesn't matter. I'm going to figure that on my own. I haven't, and I don't think a lot of men have reached that point like, yo, the, the black and gold DMP Jordan 6s came out. Let me see what she feels about it. I don't think it's gotten there yet. And is it our fault? Yeah. Is it just going to take a real major adjustment? Yeah. And do I feel like men have dominated it so much to where it was harder for women to feel comfortable to be included? Yes. It's like Hillary Clinton when she ran for president. I mean, Mm -hmm. man, no one ever told a woman. Well, you know what? I'm sure people did tell women that they couldn't, but it didn't mean that you couldn't. You know what I mean? Right. It was like a woman over all these years could have ran, but they've always probably been told that they couldn't. When it comes to the sneaker community, we're talking about, we go back to why sneakers became big in the first place. It's because of athletes, basketball, football, all that stuff. There wasn't like a big woman's presence when it came to really paying attention to athlete women men endorsements um so it was like they really didn't have no reason to be so into it like there were women who loved sports and basketball and stuff like that back then but i don't know if it was enough for them to be like i need the jordans or i need the pippins or anything like that i think a lot of people will be surprised of how many women are just as interested and into the last dance documentary that us men are like dying for right right yeah um no i go ahead well no go ahead go sorry uh, I mean, everything you're saying is true. Is I would agree, um, but also I think it it definitely comes. Women have to be comfortable enough and confident to be able to say that I belong in this conversation or I belong around this these type of guys that know their shoes. That's uh, it. Also has to come between that person. So, because like you said, men are dominant and they were dominating this culture over such a long time women have to also step up and say i belong here i know the history or i know this shoe not even necessarily the history but the ins and out of a shoe and how it's made or that one specific shoe that how it's made so yeah uh you know and I, I look forward to having the conversation with you know someone else i just you know yeah. men man and even a lot of times and i'm going to tell you this and i know a lot of the women are aware of it i've you know looked in on a few people's you know ig stories women's ig stories or look at their comments or look at their pages and you can see the difference in support men show with comments likes and stuff like that if a woman is posting a picture of her sneaker and she just shows a little bit of thigh Oh, the likes, <laughs> the likes are up. The, the the fire emojis are are populating the comments. You know, now if a woman is just wearing a pair of jeans and show just the shoe, eh, you know, you know, you 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 got a woman shows a, a tad bit of cleavage when she's taking a picture of her fit. 
the 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 likes in the comments are dramatically different than if she wasn't. So, and I, oh, go ahead. To play twofold with that, for those those pictures that are dramatically different, I'd be curious to know if men even paid attention to the shoe that she's wearing. <laughs> I mean, there could be the there could be the difference as a shoe picture that I post, and it's just my shoes and. Truly, the 80 likes that I get, all 80 of those people actually see us are looking at the shoe versus the person and the body or the cleavage, whatever, versus the other picture where, you know, you're showing a hint of body in it or cleavage. They're not caring about the shoe. I can guarantee you that. So that's the difference is are they looking at the shoe or are they looking at the person? Okay, now to play devil's advocate again, I feel like, and I hate that women have to sometimes consciously take in consideration how they're going to post a picture in order to get what they're looking for. If you're very, very active on social media, I don't care who you are, me, you, anybody, if you're very, very active on social media, you care about who looks and likes and views and comments, you do, you know, you mm-hmm. may not care enough to like where it affects you, but you care a little bit, and there are times where I see some women's posts where it's like, you know, you posted 10 straight pictures like this but why did you do today a headshot with a low-cut tank top today like it makes me wonder that and i am not trying to offend women or anything like that it's just more (laughs) you can tell why sometimes like it's like why did you post a picture today of a swimsuit wearing jordan ones you know why are you wearing lace stockings with your bread 11s today? You didn't yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It sounds really bad, especially coming from a man, you know, but there is that out there. And I feel like it's it sucks for women to have to make that determination on what picture to pose. And it also sucks for... <laughs> women to acknowledge when men are being slime like you had to know men were going to be slime when you post fishnet stockings with safari or from x ones you had to know oh, it. for sure oh like, you do know it you, we do know that you do know it that's why you post it that's why that's why they post it yeah okay so you know and, and i'm gonna have this discussion you know with with you know yeah. more people you know but um i'm trying to think there's anything else i want to ask you or talk about mm. I don't know I will say this and this will always remain the same but you've kind of confirmed that back in that period of time when you worked at sneaker shops I absolutely hated when women answered the phone and I definitely <laughs> feel like they made the women answer the phone yep <laughs> yep for sure I would, I would be like why does she keep answering <laughs> those are those are some good times those were some good times 
Those are some of the worst times ever. We would be like, I mean, I'd be stressed. Like, yo, I need to know if they're getting them or not so I can prepare <laughs> on what I need to do to have the best shot at it. And I would call Foot Locker, Finish Line, Foot Action, anywhere. And the same girl would answer the phone. And I would say, hey, how's it going? How you doing? I was calling just, first of all, if the phone wasn't off the hook. Okay. Right. Or placed on hold or busy or whatever. I know you guys didn't. Okay. Yeah. I hated when I would say, "Hey, would you guys happen to know if you're getting the LeBron, the LeBron Low Floridians this week?" Um, hold on. Let let me check. <laughs> what would you guys actually be doing when you're checking? Nothing. Um, probably nothing. Probably nothing. Um, I mean, but you also have you also had some some girls who would answer the phone and truly didn't know what shoe you were calling about. I hated that. And had to ask. Had to ask. Like, they truly didn't know what shoe. You know, let, hold on. Um, let me find out. Because they really don't know what shoe you're calling about. I And think... I've been there. I've been there. So before I worked, worked, started working at Foot Action, because there were so many uh, different types of shoes, uh, right. exclusive shoes, that I was like, what is this? I don't know. Um, but... Sorry, I mean, sorry, not sorry, really. <laughs> I think I would be, not I would be, but I think a lot of men would feel a little intimidated if women were being able to, or possibly knew more than them when it came to sneakers. I think especially today. Mm. I feel I like... Mean, you. Uh... Go ahead. You would have more conversation. I, I feel like you would have more conversation. I don't. I don't know if people actually get intimidated now. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe intimidated is not the right word, but I feel like men, when it comes to sneakers, will always act like their opinions mean more than they men versus men feel like their opinions mean more than each other. I definitely know men will feel that way about women. Uh, see, I, I, I don't feel like I don't know. I, my opinion is different because I've got a lot of friends that still like we talk about shoes quite often, and I've got people who ask me about stuff, even though I don't consider myself a sneakerhead. But um, so I, I can't answer that really because I still Why have a lot of that? friends. Why I don't consider myself a sneakerhead? <laughs> you still knowledgeable about sneakers. You have a sneaker collection. You wear sneakers occasionally. Why? What do you view a sneakerhead as? Um, I mean, it's. I think the version of a sneakerhead is so different. I am truly. I feel like I'm truly old school when it comes to sneakerhead. I've never bought a pair of shoes, and no disrespect, but also slightly. Um, to people who resell shoes, I can't do it. I can't do it because you're considered a sneakerhead now. So, I, I that's why I don't I don't call myself sneakerhead. I've never once bought a shoe so that I can resell it. I've never sold any of the shoes that I currently have. I've, every shoe I have, I've I've had for years, and even one pair that I've worn once and I'll never wear it again. I still won't even sell it. Um, so I think the definition of a sneakerhead is totally changed, which is why I don't think my, I'm a sneakerhead. I might help people. I might help people get sneakers, and um, I might have made money off a sneaker before, but I've never resold a sneaker. So you're a sneakerhead. Relax. 
Um, but if you got enough sneakers to post on Air Max Day and stuff, you're a sneakerhead. I got a small collection. Oh, that's all. all. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I think that might be it. I have. Mm. I don't know. I think it was a pretty good conversation, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Okay, good. I think um, a lot of people would appreciate me talking to, you know, some women in the closet, you know, for a while. (laughs) Uh, I want to get like two more on, you know, I want to see, you know, get, you know, various sides of opinions and uh, go from there. But I will tell you this. I'm going to get a lot of messages from men like, oh, man. You know, <laughs> it's just weird. I mean, I expect I expected it. I'm just like, uh, I don't care. But you might. I don't know. Oh, no, no. I don't care. You're going to get a lot of people. No, no, no. I get a lot of it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter. What, I mean, I have people like who stopped listening because I said or who have like talked crazy to me because I like something like when I bought those feelers and stuff, people still lose their mind. I genuinely like those feelers. I had those feelers in high school. Like, I just don't understand what the big deal is. Jeez. I mean, it's it's funny. Guys are guys are funny. I've, I'm and I'm pretty blunt with guys. So I don't really care. Uh, I'm but. sure you are. All right, you want to do our top ten list? Let's do it. Ruby Lopez and I are doing top ten Mexican dishes to us. Yep. Now I have on live in Arizona. You have an honorable mention? Okay, I can quickly do one, I think. I have an honorable mention, and I don't even know who qualifies. You know, some Mexican... I have a quesadilla as an honorable mention. And okay. quesadillas is more like... I feel like every once in a while I'll eat one, you know, but I feel like it's more for kids now. Um, you can only eat so much of a quesadilla. Some places you go to, they give you like a gigantic one. You can only eat so much before you start feeling weird. Okay. I mean, I like quesadillas. So, so. Quesadillas are quick. You got that in your top 10? I like that. (laughs) Um, I don't have it on my top 10, but my honorable mention will actually be kind of very close. Um, It's like a taco vampero. I think that's what it's called. Have you ever had one before? What's it called? Vampero. No, what is that? I might be butchering this. So it's really a quesadilla and a taco at the same time. Man, there's no such thing. <laughs> there is such a thing, and I will send it to you. So it's like, a, it's just, you start with the quesadilla, and then you turn it into a taco and fill it with meat. Oh, so you just bend the quesadilla. Yeah. Man, that's a gordita. That's a gordita crunch from uh, Taco Bell. <laughs> stop it. You know. <laughs> it does stop it. We're not, we're not doing it with Taco Bell. See, there was a dish, too, that I wanted to include, and I just can't remember what it was called, but it was, like, shrimp that I had in Rocky Point one time. It was the one time I went to Rocky Point. Loved it. But Rocky Point is way too far. It was about a nine-hour drive. Uh, I can't uh, It's a shrimp dish? <laughs> it's a shrimp dish. <laughs> like, I went to Rocky Point. I mean, Point. It, it might Have be on my Point? top, actually. Yes, I've been to Rocky Point. Yes, I've been there. Oh, I don't know. I've only been once. And it felt like the longest drive in history. Uh, I went with with my in-laws. And this was before me and my wife got married. For some odd reason, I thought once you got to to Mexico, Rocky Point was right there. Like, we got to the border. (laughs) Man, I was like, oh, shoot. I started putting my swim trunks on. Man, once we got to Mexico, we still had this long (laughs) drive. Uh, It felt like forever. 
and yeah. driving back from Mexico whoo, it was even scarier. It was like pitch black, and we just driving on this road trying to get back to the border, which is crazy. Oh, you guys drove at night? You guys, well, you we, guys are crazy. Well, we drove at night coming back from it. That's even crazier. I would never. <laughs> when I go to Mexico, when I go to Mexico, or even decide to go to Mexico, it'll always be during the day. You'll never catch me driving at night. And I, I mean, my family's from, my dad's side of the family's from Sinaloa, so where Chapo's from. Right. So I would never drive at night in Mexico. Mm-mm. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I don't think we would. Actually, they would. Now, my, my in-laws, they go back to Mexico regularly. They go to San Luis. Uh, they go oh, regularly. Then, yeah, but San Luis is a border city. I go to San Luis all the time. That's a border city. I'm not. Like, Nogales is a border city, San Luis, but Rocky Point, no. Oh, okay. And See, I, I've never, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't been to Rocky Point in a minute. It's like spring break in college. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I remember we came back from Rocky Point. Man, the Border Patrol, they didn't want to let me back over, which was crazy because I was in a car full of Mexican people, but they only cared about me. <coughs> I was like, yo, I'm black. And, <laughs> and but like, that don't mean anything in Mexico. Yeah, but we were trying to get back into the United States. Yeah, no. Like, mm-hmm. We get to the border, we had kids laying down who were asleep under blankets. Everybody in the car was Mexican except me. We got to Border Patrol. I had to tell them, I had to like have a conversation where I work and everything for them to let me back over. I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, yeah. I'm the one you're concerned about? <laughs> yes, that's more suspicious. That's, you have, a you have uh, and I'm going to say truck, full of Mexicans and one black person, that's suspicious. I was in the back seat. For sure. That's for, I wasn't I was, in the wood driving. Worse, even worse. You uh, know how many people get kidnapped and ransomed? You're that person who oh. got kidnapped and ransomed. Yes. Uh, I even, they almost tried to keep me because the, when I was there, um, I went without my passport because it, I didn't get it on time. So we were like, well, we're not, we're still going. We're going to go to Mexico. Yeah. Um, and I had lost my voice coming back and I couldn't say that I was an American citizen in my name and they would not let me back. Oh my goodness. They would would not let me back. But yes, yours is more suspicious as to why they would stop you. You're in a truck full of Mexicans. You're in the back. You're the only black guy and there's nothing but cartel where they're holding people for ransom. They don't know who you are, what money, what type of money you have. Yeah, but but he was so angry at me. Like, he was mad at me. Yeah, I don't know. It was crazy. I, just I bet remember, you lost I your voice because you were there doing a lot of yelling, huh? Um, yeah, I, I ruptured my eardrum. Every like, it was a crazy trip, but what the heck were I you was doing? in college. I was on the banana boat and I fell and like slammed into the water so hard that it ruptured my eardrum. Jeez, I thought you were just doing a bunch of like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> no, That's how no. people lose their voice, huh? I mean, Mexico. <laughs> my younger years were fun. So they were fun. Years. <laughs> My wife and they used to go to Rocky Point all the time when we were younger. I I never went. Like it just never yeah. appealed to me. All right, you ready to do a list? Let's do a list. I'm gonna go first. And I'm gonna okay. do all ten. Okay. Number ten. Top 10 Mexican dishes to me. I will say this one and another one on my list technically isn't a dish, but I'm saying them anyway. I got number 10, I got elote. Now I like elote, but I don't like seeing them make the elote in front of me. 
So we would go to baseball games like in the hood and they would drive up and they would get the corn out and they put all that. What is that? Uh-huh. Mayonnaise? Mayonnaise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> Love the way it tastes. But I cannot stand the thought of mayonnaise. But the mayonnaise on it, all the seasoning, all that stuff. Oh, man, it's so good. It's a mess. It's, it's so, so good. good. But do not make so that you- in front of me. You like it on you. You don't like it in a cup, then. You like it on the stick and everything. I've never had it in a cup. I've only had it on the stick. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, number nine, I got like a red chili stew, like adobe. Uh, my okay. mother-in-law has made that a few times. It's so good. Like I just I love it. But I will feel like all of the like soups, like pasole, menudo, all that. I feel like whenever I eat it, I get really nervous about my heart <laughs> and cholesterol. Like I eat it and like I'm not even joking. Like I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, like I want another bowl of this, but I feel like I could die. Yep. Yep. Uh, oh for sure. Uh number eight, I got huevos rancheros. Um uh, my sister in law makes oh, so good when she makes it. And she always made it for like Mother's Day, I think, at her house. And I love it. Uh I don't Dang. like how wet it is, but I like it. It's good. It might be the only. Hey, Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm kind of surprised you have it that low. Uh, I'm actually surprised I put it on the list because I don't like a lot of liquids on my plate. And when you cut through the egg and then the yolk come out and then you got your sauce on top, it's like, ugh, it's a lot of wet stuff on the plate, but it's good. <laughs> Number seven, I got enchiladas. Now, enchiladas are, 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 are weird because enchiladas that my mother-in-law would make are dramatically different than the enchiladas that my mom would make my mom would make enchiladas that were like extremely covered in cheese and sauce and oh my 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 mother-in-law it's not yes a lot of corn tortilla with like stuff on it but it's not the enchiladas i grew up with so i like both yeah there's a lot of there's so many versions of an enchilada it's crazy yeah, like that's why I never knew because like if you go to like a, a Mexican chain restaurant, they all look the same. Typically enchiladas. It looks like a big mess, you know, put on the plate. Yeah. But then if you go to like a fancy restaurant enchiladas, it looks like really nice. But if you go to like a Mexican family, it's way different. So I don't mm-hmm. know which one's like the correct way, you know, but I love them all. Uh yep. number six, I got chorros. I love chorros. Now is it a dish? No, it's a dessert. Yes. A yep. churro. Yep. First of all, churro is the greatest thing ever you could get at Disneyland. A churro. Yes. Greatest thing yes. ever at Disneyland. Okay. So is that- I can- Go ahead. What about flan? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> Flan's okay. texture. I will not eat flan and I will not eat any thres leche cake. Thres leche cake tastes like someone chewed it up and then built it into a cake. And then when I saw somebody make a tres leche, they made the cake and then they opened up the condensed milk and then poured it all over it and let it soak into the cake. And then I saw it like kind of dripping out of the bottom of the cake, almost threw up. Yeah. One of the grossest things I've ever seen in my entire life. You know? My family, every time they had a birthday party, they would get like a tres leches cake and it'd have like peaches or some type of fruit on it. And I said, yep. like, oh my gosh, it's so wet. Like chewing, like getting a piece of cake that tastes like it's already been Aiden is insane. Okay. <laughs> now, it's just, churros. It's just, just really moist. That's it's, all. No, no, no. Moist is like a cake that you squeeze and it bounces back. That type of moist, you squeeze it, it doesn't come back. It's just a bunch of wet stuff pours out <laughs> of it. Ooh, just thinking about it. Ugh. 
Um, a choro, choros. Oh my gosh! Even go to Costco. Oh my, I gotta get two. Like I gotta yep. eat them up. I gotta get two. They're so For good. Sure. Now I do not dip my choro in any type of sauce. That's whack. And I also don't get any choros that are filled with something. Somebody accidentally gave me a choro filled with like vanilla cream. Almost threw up. It's disgusting. Oh, uh, see, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Mm-mm. I could, I could do the filled one. So, nah. Uh, number five. I had tacos because I think tacos are actually overrated, but I switched it. I switched it to tapos, tacos de papa, okay? Ooh, That's, okay. And, and my mother-in-law makes those every once in a while. You know, you put the potato in the taco and then yep. you deep fry it. Love it. I was just going to say, I, that's when I know you're married to a Mexican family, for sure. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> I love my I love my in-laws. They, they love me to death. And they're just, they're, I love them. Uh, number four, I got tortas. Okay. Tortas are good. Um, yep. And you get like, you know, some carne asada in it, barbacoa. There's a restaurant that George and his wife, Hannah, and my wife, we go to. Uh, Gallo Blanco, and oh, yeah, they have the best tortas. Like, yes, oh, they do. It's so soft, it's so good. Cutting into it with like a fork and then just like separating it, and then like, whoo, love it. Number three, I got tamales. Now, okay, tamales, I've had some good tamales and some bad tamales. I love my family's, my in laws' tamales. I've never went to anybody else's house and had their tamales and liked them. I do prefer olives in it. Same. Okay. A lot of people don't like the olives in the tamales. Right. Um, but I do prefer more meat to, what is that, masa? Yes. More okay. meat than masa, yep. Yeah, more meat than masa. Because if you get that one tamale where like it's like way too much masa, ugh, I got to kind of separate that out. I love it. Uh, number two, I got pasole. Love pasole. What is it? The um, hummus? Not hummus. The little hummini. Hummini. Ooh, the little yeah. hummini things in it, like ooh. And I don't know if it's like I think my 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 mother in law said it was like pig stomach lining. Um. Or is that a different? So, so you said pasole or menudo? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's menudo then. I got pasole in mine. Menudo with the like okay. the stomach lining, that's what makes me nervous to eat. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Like, so pasole is just a, a pork pork yeah, yeah. It's just a pork like that, like the bone is in it sometimes with the hominy. We put lettuce in it, we put radish, uh yep. lime yep. on top. Okay. Yeah, I like that. And number one, Ruby, and I'm telling you, Ruby, if this isn't in your top five, your list is trash. Number one Mexican dish to me, ceviche, period. (laughs) And let me tell you something. I make the best ceviche ever. The only person that makes a better ceviche than me is my brother-in-law and he taught me how to make it. My ceviche is fire. I'm making it tomorrow and watching the the, the last dance documentary with some tostadas from Food City. Mm. Ooh. Okay. Alright. I can dig it. I can dig it. I like okay. ceviche. So. Alright. Well, it better be in your top five. That's a, that's a pretty good list. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. That's a pretty good list. So, so look at you. You you thought my list was gonna be what? I mean, not whack, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I'll give you that. All right. So mine differs quite a bit, but it's close. 
So my number 10 is ceviche. <laughs> number 10? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, man. Okay. I, I love ceviche. It's top 10. It's top 10. It's just not top five. Dude, come on. And you'll, and you'll, what, what's in my top five, you'll see why. You'll, oh. and if you've ever had it, you'll know okay. why. Okay. Now, do you like your ceviche with avocado in it or no? No avocado. Yeah, me too. No avocado. I don't like avocado at all. Like guacamole. How do you, how do you make your ceviche though? I'm curious. I use, I use shrimp and then I use, um, what's Sorry. the, oh. Hold on. No, no, no. Hold on. How do you cook your shrimp? Oh, in lime juice. Okay. All right. Now I You're did safe. used to use lemon, but I would I would put the you know peel the shrimp, wash it, clean it, cut them up, put them in the pot, lime juice, squeeze on it, let that sit in the fridge, cut up the tomato, cut up the red onion. I like red onion over white or yellow, so red onion. Then I would add the clamato yep. tomato juice. Then I would add it all together, mix it up, let it sit there for a while. Ooh, pepper. I, and salt. I just know people. I know people who will have pre cooked. Um, shrimp and I'm like that's not ceviche no, no, whatsoever no. I've only used the pre-cooked so. shrimp when my wife was pregnant when she was pregnant I had to cook the shrimp so oh, she could participate yeah. in eating it yeah. but no 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 right. if you cook your shrimp and make ceviche no 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 stop get this out of my face yeah right exactly that's why I had to ask I had to make sure if you were tr- truly Mexican <laughs> what else you got <laughs> uh, we've got number nine enchiladas and my preference is cheese enchiladas I love cheese enchiladas it's too wet. It doesn't matter, red, red or green. I love both. Um, no. That's yep. for children. Number I can I can get cheese enchiladas everywhere, and it's always good. It never fails. <laughs> um, number eight, tamales. Okay, your list and is upside down, kind of. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what, <laughs> that's what I was like. It's similar but different. Tamales, <laughs> and I prefer. I do like red, but I prefer green tamales. So like a sweet corn green. So I never I had that. Have you ever had like a? Yeah, so good, so good. Um, number seven. Am I going backwards? Number eight, number seven. Bidia. Do you like bidia? What is it called? Bidia. No, what is that? It's um. Well, bidia de res is goat, and that's a very like gamey taste it's not for everybody so if you don't like gamey tasting um i suggest you make sure you get like the pork version in mexico if you're ever in mexico but it's it's goat so is it like a stew or soup or just a meat uh uh, it's a stew so they you it's it's a stew you cook you cook the meat and the you can either have it as a bowl of like menudo or you can put the meat and tacos and stuff okay. so but it's considered it's considered its own dish technically um so one two three four five and then we've got carne asada tacos what number is this six uh, six six okay carne asada tacos tacos overrated burritos are better than tacos and i didn't put burritos on my list Um, tacos. Make sure I got this right. You know what's funny with tacos is that like they all taste the same to me. It doesn't matter what meat you put into it. Like you put in chicken, beef, it, it all tastes the same once you put like garnish and stuff on it. The best taco I think I've ever had was a vegetable taco. Had no meat in it. Oh yeah, 
but you can never go wrong with the staple carne asada if your carne asada is cooked correctly uh, sure true have you ever had i'm gonna ask you this have you ever had trepitas what's it called trepitas no what is it i'm not even gonna say because it's gonna gross some of your uh listeners out so just i'm uh, just curious if you ever had it what is um, it it's 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 like chitlins do you like oh chitlins? yeah no i need nothing like that yeah no yeah it's like chitlins but it has to be like you have to cook it in a disco so like outside in a pit and almost a, like a walk looking um pot and they have to be like super super crisp otherwise trust me it's gonna gross you out and you'll never you'll always remember what that tastes like trust me anyways I've never had chillings in my life and I definitely uh, not eating any from Mexico. Yeah, don't do it. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> um, number five, pozole. Okay. A staple. Gotta have it. It is. Number four, menudo. I love menudo. I like crave it. Even during the summer. I do love menudo. Put the cabbage on top. Love. Yep. Um, I don't put cabbage in my menudo. I put that in pozole. Oh, okay. Maybe I mix them up then. I think maybe it's just pasole then. Yeah. Menudo, you just put like cilantro, um, onions, and kind of like some green spices and chili pepper. That's it. What, and some bread does your on the family, side. What, does your family make menudo? All the time. Okay. When do they make it? Um, You only like, make it during like fall, like winter, because it's so hot to make. Okay, I think my mother-in-law usually makes it the day after Christmas, or is that pozole? Uh, usually it's pozole. Usually okay. it's pozole. Okay, I think it's pozole. Um, but you make menudo literally for every type of. Um, I know pozole. I know menudo for like after parties the next day after like big celebrations. You make it as a hangover type of thing. Right. Love it. Number three, mole. I haven't had a lot Not of a mole. Fan? I haven't had oh, a lot okay. of them before. It's too dark looking. Like it looks like tar. It is dark. Yeah, no, it is dark. And I've had different versions of it because I know people who actually make it with chocolate and some who don't make it with chocolate. Well, there's not mole if no chocolate's in it. It still is, but it's just different. There's this stuff that I buy. I can't remember what it's called, but I would use it when I would make like this like soup stew type thing that they serve at a uh, pita jungle um it's like a mole like already like a pre-made mole kind of thing but it comes in like solid form so you have to like break it to put it into the stew and let it melt down i can't remember what it's called but it's good i've never had like a mole dish because anytime i've ever seen it it's like they just flood the dish with the mole sauce Oh, yeah. It's, like, super thick. You just thought, yeah. No. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Yeah, I love mole. It's good. Um, number two, which I think this might be the dish you had in Mexico, but I could be wrong. Uh, agua chile. Oh, no, no, no. I had, it, the one I had in Mexico was fried. Oh, okay. Have you ever had agua chile? Love it. My brother-in-law makes it all the time. Like, it's... Like... Love it. Yep. Like it, it's so I'm, good. So I it, and this is the perfect time to eat it too. Summer. Oh yeah, yeah, so good. Number one, huevos rancheros for sure, hands down. <laughs> you got that at number one. 
I got that at number one. Do you get it at restaurants? Uh, yep, all the time. Okay. Uh, a lot of people tell me that they will never eat that at restaurants. It has to be made at home for it to be the best. So, it depends on the restaurant. So, like, Guadalajara Comodor, you have uh, to get it there. Are you talking about the place that's kind of by our job? Big Gates? Uh, Bad parking lot? No. Big, not Big Gates. But right by the freeway, right by the cemetery. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of the same place. Oh, okay. It's like what big gates? Yeah, well, I feel like it's like not the lobby area. The lobby area is so weird. It's like really dark. Um, the parking lot is whack. Uh, but it's a big parking lot, right? Yeah, it's a big lot. It's a big restaurant, kind of too. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's right by the freeway. Yep. It, it's you have right. to have it there. Um, you know who else ha- actually has pretty good um, what was it on Cheryl's is um, the Vig. Oh, well, really? They might be chilaquilas. I haven't had the Moodle at the the, the menudo at the Vig either. I've seen other people get it. It looks good. They make pozole. They don't make menudo. Oh, pozole. Dang, I keep getting them mixed yeah. up. They both red. <laughs> but they the one thing I don't like about theirs is they they give you avocado to top it off as a garnish. Like avocado's gross. You don't like avocado, huh? I do. Doesn't sound like it. I don't. My wife loves it. My wife would just cut up an avocado and just eat it like that. I mean, that's how I eat my cottage cheese is I put avocado in it. Uh, you add more weird texture to weird texture? Oh, God. <laughs> Adding avocado to, to cottage cheese is insane. Just the thought and of it I sounds love, crazy. I love avocado toast, so there's the millennial in me, I guess. Avocado toast is is, is ridiculous. <laughs> the fact that it's like staple <laughs> on some menus, especially in California, I'm like, come on, man. Like, throw some avocado, right. dice a few tomatoes, throw a few little greens on top, some micro something on top, and maybe a little bacon. Like, stop it. Like, don't be ridiculous. Maybe people been eating avocado toast before the beginning of time. You know, nobody knew it. <sighs> All right. I have nothing else, Ruby. I have nothing else other than please tell your followers to not hit me up. I'm no longer a plug. I don't have any connections. <laughs> they might hit you up don't, for other reasons. Don't hit me up. Even then, don't hit me up. <laughs> just a regular girl. <laughs> just a regular girl. Uh, I was going to ask you too. Work been been better? Like, I, I will say, like, you know, the conversations you and I had about work, you know, I uh-huh. feel like everything that's going on a lot of learning has taken place. Like, and I hope people a lot of learn from their mistakes of how they run their areas during this period. Has it gotten a little better? Um, I no. I'm gonna say no because things are starting to like get crazier now. Um, just as, just as far as what I do, there's there's a lot of like legal stuff getting involved. So, ooh, it's it's getting yeah, it's getting crazy, and yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but other, I mean, other than work, I know I'm going to get even busier just because um, we we're not able to hire. So oh, my, my workload, my workload is going to get even crazier um, here coming soon. So, yeah, I know with the freeze and everything is is nuts. Yep. So yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, no. Yeah, well, mean, that's good. Then. Okay. Are you still, are you, no, God, never mind, never mind. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Are you still working from home? Yeah. 
And, you know, I was going in like once a week, twice a week, a while ago, but now I'm 100% at home. It's easier and it's smarter. It's, you know, I do miss certain things about going to work. Like I miss the, the commute and the actual process of like getting ready and going to work. I miss that. Right. Like same. My commute wasn't that long, but uh, I still miss going in now. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, definitely after all this, you know, everything that I might have took for granted is going to feel way different. Like, I think I'm going to start saying, like, hello, good morning to people, which I never do. (laughs) Be nice. Be nice to people when they wave. Yeah. You know, like, I think I'm going to take the stairs more and, you know, just walk, just walk, you know, for my lunch break. Just walk, you know. Right. And, hey, how you doing? Hey, good to see you, you know be a little corny for a while you know it's, it's just a lot of those things i keep telling my wife i'm like i'm i'm dying to get out i'm not dying to get out because i'm going to be smart and doing my part and being responsible and staying in but i can't wait to like do something all the things that i would try to avoid like i used to try to stay at home so much now i, I don't think i could do it anymore I would have to agree. I mean, for a lot of people, compared to a lot of people, my life hasn't changed as much. I mean, aside from not being able to see people often, but yeah, definitely saying, you know, I want to just stay home. is not going to be an option anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Like even though I get invited a lot of time, Hey, come here, let's go watch the game. Let's go get a beer. Let's go do this. Nah, I'm staying home. Nah, I don't feel like it. Now I'm going everywhere. There are a lot of like festivals and like things that happen in Scottsdale, like, you know, taco festival, yeah. tequila festival. And I would love to go, but I'm like, ah, I don't feel like making the drive. Oh, I'm going to everything that happens, you know, maybe not this year, but 2021, I'm going to be out here. Catching every Dodger game. Coming oh, up yeah. We, we, we had plans to drive to L.A. to watch the Dodger games this year and was going to actually do it. And that's all messed up. I can't wait to go to a baseball game again. I can't wait to just see. I just can't wait to walk past another human without feeling tension. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. I'm, I'm glad I at least got a spring training game in before they canceled it. But, man, I'm, I miss it. Yeah. It's been nuts. All right, Ruby. I appreciate you coming on, talking to me for a little while. Thanks for the invite. Thanks for letting me talk. It's been cool. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you later. See ya. All right. Later. Bye. All right, everybody. That's a sneak disc. Pow, 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 pow.